Blog Talk Radio. Right 
now, and uh, particularly, uh, um, you know, stuff that's going on now with, uh, with Trump and, uh, you know, the, the, I'd love to talk about a little bit about the NFL uh, problems and the uh, protests and the free speech and so on. We'll get into that after we speak with, um, with Kerry tonight. And uh, let us go to the phone right now, and we will give her a call, and hopefully she will call us up. There with me here, and we will dial her up. Hi, this is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. This is uh, Leo from the LA Steel Show. Uh, thanks for joining us. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, it's kind of fun. Um, after I reviewed your book and uh, saw what you're doing, um, I thought it would be um, I thought it'd be an interesting interview with you tonight. Um, Excellent. Well, I'm you, excited. Well, yeah. Um, I guess I'm not sure really how to start. Uh, I, when I introduced you as a goal uh, coach or as a leadership coach, mm-hmm. um, what do you basically, uh, I, the, what you wrote in your book um, was uh, apropos because I, I felt that was very good. What you said, something um, I should have it in front of me, but you said the reasons people don't uh, succeed and get the goal setting is because they either... Um, um, they don't have the I'm trying to find it. They don't have the knowledge, or the go out yeah, uh, will, or the skills, or they just don't have the they don't uh, have the will to do it. And what what do you find to be the most uh, the, the biggest in that? The most common uh, reason people don't fulfill their goals or won't don't or don't uh, continue uh, working on them. Uh, I believe the most common reason is that they choose not to. They choose not to set the goal because they don't think they can achieve it, and it's easier not to set it than it is to try and fail. Yeah, yeah. I used to be a, a tremendous goal setter uh, years and years mm-hmm. ago, and um, you know, in several businesses I had, and a bunch of, and then of course in broadcasting for 20 years. But the uh, what, what I wanted to talk to you about tonight was. Um, when you uh, when you plan when you when you originally plan your goal, um, mm-hmm. what do you how do you um, I mean I always wondered why people wanted to be doctors or lawyers or broadcasters or uh, you know uh, uh, goal teachers you know or what what <laughs> what you know. What what do you what have you found that that is the basic um, need or instinct or uh, desire that people have? How do you how do you find that to be their you know are they are they compromising in their professions or in their goal setting or are are they um, just uh, you know accepting lesser lesser goals you know? What, what uh, you, I think it's what, a combination. I think it really is a combination. I think that as a nation, we are a nation of dreamers. That's, we were taught to dream and dream big. And I think that somewhere along the line, quite a few of us have forgotten how to dream big because we look at that big dream and we go, 
ooh, that's going to be too hard to achieve. It's going to take too much effort. And even if I give it my best, I don't know if I can make it happen. So well, I, I think that when yeah. – hmm? I, No, I, I – uh... I, I I understand what you're saying, but I don't know if that's um, I, I don't know if that applies to everybody in their sense of I mean are they uh, the the people that you see probably are more goal oriented because they obviously want a teacher to teach them, but right. people that that have no goals or are goal less other than to um, get through the day. I mean, what? How do you? Um, inspire them, in other words, to, to ah. make them believe that they're going to be uh, successful if they set their minds and hearts to it. Well, the first step is... You know? Right, that's Sorry. an excellent question. The first step when I'm working with a client who isn't certain what they want to achieve or what goal they want to set is we figure right. out what their core values are, what is really important to them, what drives them, and what's their purpose. Um, it's really important that when you set a goal, it aligns with your core values and your belief systems because you have to want it to achieve it. Goals take effort and energy, and if you don't really want it, you're not going to put in the effort and energy. So our first step is figuring out what is important to you, not what other people tell you is important or what you think should be important, but right. what do you value and how you live life. And that can be family, that can be service, that can be security or comfort or achievement or numerous things. But the minute we can identify what those values are, we can help set a goal that aligns with those values. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, it does make sense. But what, I, what, I've, what I've found, and I think, I think you address this in your book quite well, because I, I like the idea of great, um, of what you were saying, and uh, what you said, and I think that, that that applies. But the problem that what you had said is is uh, a lot of the dreaming uh, that we originally did, a lot of people did, uh, mm -hmm. when they were kids or even adolescents, kind of faded out in in a lot of ways as, as life took over. Um, yeah. You know, getting that job or you're not getting the great job right away or training yourself for a job or uh, developing the experience in, in an area that uh, would lead eventually to a dream. But even at the, in, in even, but what I find most people, especially people like myself who are either artists or writers or, or and uh, broadcasters, um, uh, are. Our levels of achievement are so varied, uh, and depending mm -hmm. on what we are. Now, you, I know that you wrote your first book here, all right? And that was one of your last dreams. It was to create a book, especially after so many years of being a, being a, a coach. Um, I found when I wrote my first book, I, I was elated. It was a wonderful, ex and when I got it published, it was a wonderful uh, experience for me, you know? And uh, mm -hmm. not that it was uh, an overwhelming bestseller, uh, but it was the fact that the fact of accomplishment was there, and that I could refer people to it on my website and sell it on Amazon and do whatever I did and talk about it and promote it in my radio shows. Uh, but it's a, it's a it's a remarkable achievement in the sense that you're uh, it's something you worked on for. In my case, I worked on that book for five years. 
you know. Uh, you know, that's a great goal. News and uh, covering stories that I that I've done and uh, protests and interviews and things like that that I've that I've done, and uh, uh, and and because of that, uh, it was almost like I achieved that goal, you know. But then I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, I it was so exhausting. I, I really was exhausted when I finished that book. It was about 365 pages, and um, it, it uh, I exhausted myself physically and mentally. All right. Okay. And I found that, and I overdid. I overblew my goal. <laughs> you know, I wasn't supposed to be exhausted. You know what I mean? And uh, or have have things overwhelming over overwhelm me. Um, finishing, I should have been doing a victory dance, and I, you know, within a year, I wasn't doing a victory dance over the book. I got so much criticism. Mm-hmm. It was like it, it was like insane. So, but that was a goal. You know, that was a goal of mine was to uh, get past that and um, and uh, hope for hope for the best and hope for the best uh, the results I could get from the book, as well as enhance my programs and so on. But mm-hmm. I found that that and you you must find this too, is that the when you start to set your goals, when you start to, and when you, st- especially when you start to achieve them, that's when people start. That's when you get the most criticism. That's when you get the most uh, trouble. Okay, which, uh, of that course. people are trying to prevent you from getting there. You know, uh, it seems like the world is against you. You know, um, they're they're jealous. They're uh, angry. They're uh, bitter that you did it, that you you know that you're accomplishing something that they can't, and it's and it's uh, it's kind of a I, I feel that that's the maybe that's the one of the biggest uh, 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 fails or biggest blocks in people's uh, 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 achievement of their goals. Yeah, you know, what what do you find that to be one of the major stumbling blocks? Uh, is is once people do achieve a promotion or do achieve a, a goal, a personal goal that the public uh, acknowledged, uh, that they that then they have to gear if they're not if they're not ready for the uh, criticism, okay, then mm-hmm. it can be debilitating for a while. You know what 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 do you uh, what is your experience with that and with people who have achieved some and then get kicked in the teeth and get, come back? You know sure. what I mean? What yeah, they, what so here's what I think. I think that people always prepare for failure. They always do a worst-case scenario, and they prepare for the worst. But we really rarely prepare for success. We don't think about what it will be like when we achieve that goal, unless it's money in our bank account and the things that we can go and buy. We don't think about how it's going to affect our lives no, and our relationships no. and our interactions all, with others. We all think it's like winning the lotto, but when it really isn't, it's more <laughs> – Right. Um, and so know, what can happen is that the it, people around you... It's nice to do that. You, What's that? Mm-hmm. It's, I was going to say what can happen is... Well, have the fame and achievement, but uh, if you don't receive the money or the fame or the achievement and receive uh, more uh, insult and criticism and, uh, and, 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 and being on the defensive, uh, especially right. under the, when, you, when you're dealing with controversial material like I do... Um, it, it, you know, it, you have to expect the 
be tough. You know, you have to expect to take a lot of it, but you don't really expect you don't really expect certain things to come from certain areas. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. You don't expect the uh, <clears throat> you don't expect uh, getting tripped up by friends or being or, or being um, um, how can I say? Uh, I don't know. Did you hear about the pastor, uh, about the woman who won the uh, $188 million Powerball? And she uh, she gave she gave uh, $700,000 to her pastor, and he sued her okay. for more? Okay. Yeah. That's the kind of crazy <laughs> stuff that happens when, you, when you're successful, you know, or when you reach well, a certain level. Well, here's what happens. Usual success. When you're successful, if the people around you are fixed mindset, um, they will get jealous. They will feel defensive because of your success because they look at you and they think that your success is at their expense. Or they look at you and they say, oh, he did it. Why can't I do it? And the fact of the matter is they can do it. They just aren't doing it. Oh, it's true. And and what I found is a lot of them turn to – well, a lot of them get angry. A lot of them get, get uh, how the hell did you do that? Or how could you do that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of. Right. They, uh, but really, they when they get angry at you, they're not angry at you. They're angry that they haven't achieved that for themselves. That's correct. That, that's really true. And um, and and in, and in some ways, you are angry at yourself, okay? Um, well, not at yourself, at them, okay, for... for belittling your achievement, you know? It's not like a family. Right. Uh, family do that all the time. I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the, trick, the trick is to remember that it is not about you. Their attacking and their defensiveness has nothing to do with you and everything to do with where they are in their life right now. And sometimes if you can take a step back and, and recognize that, it makes it a little easier to take it less personally. That's true. That's and it, and it makes it a little easier for you to enjoy your success because you should enjoy your success. You worked hard for it. Oh, I agree. You've accomplished I, I, some really amazing things. No, it was. Uh, you know, it, it, it is. And, and you. And what's difficult, though, is to continue the success, you know, with, uh, and plow through uh, different things that uh, uh, continuing your goal, you know, keeping your goal in right. mind. Um, even right. though, you, you, well, you know, you lose a sponsor or you lose... Um, whatever you know. In my case, what what happened to me, and what what and this and in our show, is we we experienced a great deal of censorship. Okay, through the last twenty years, it's extreme mm-hmm. because we were always on the on a, a controversial, uh, more liberal uh, end of things when the rest of the world was going conservative crazies, and so the biggest thing issue we had was was and I had. Okay, as a as a broadcaster, a writer, and a journalist, I insisted that I write as much every as truth that I can. I put out twelve documentaries, and four hundred television shows, and sixteen hundred radio programs uh, over the years, and it's just uh, it was something just the constant, constant, constant need to 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 uh, expose things, not only in my state right. but in the country. Uh, So that uh, was your goal. Your goal was to share the truth. That was my major goal. To share the truth with people. Uh, And and to to make whatever 
I was stating and what I was bringing forward uh, to, 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 for it to be respected, you know, and for that I had to stand up for it, you know, in public and, and uh, state it daily. But, and uh, my co-host, Lila, is the same, uh, same way. But the interesting thing is, is that as you get older and as you get into your 50s and 60s and so on, you, you start to, um, you, you don't have the energy you had, you know what I mean, 20 years ago. <laughs> and, and you've been beaten up quite a bit, you know, by life as well as by uh, other things, you know. But you start to see where the, um, you start to see the enemy. Uh, which is a system that is designed pretty much to keep you down, okay, pretty much to keep you in control, like in schools and, in, you know, job workplaces and things like that. You know, and to, and, and to, to you, your dream is not your dream. Your dream is a, is, becomes their dream, you know, their corporate dream or their uh, educational dream or whatever it is, uh, that uh, everybody's going to get out of school, you know, with this kind of education. Uh, everybody's going to get out of, uh, go to work with this kind of job and excel in those jobs and make money for the corporations. Uh, these are the things that, this is the kind of thinking, all right, that has trapped people in their goal setting because um, I think it deters greatly that not only the financial pressures but the uh, uh, society's pressures upon them to mm -hmm. excel in art, writing, uh, music, in, in areas that demand creative uh, freedom, you know what I mean? And, uh, right. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons I wrote Eyes on the Prize, was yeah. because goal setting has become incredibly corporate and impersonal. And I specifically wrote this book. Uh, I, I know you've read it, so you read a chapter, and then there are personal activities that you can do. So it's a personalized process. And I talk about in my acronym, GREAT, the first, the G stands for making sure that your goal is genuine. You don't want corporate America's goal. You don't want your parents' goal. You don't want your spouse's goal. What is your goal? It needs to be genuine to you. And I wrote this book in part to kind of squash some of that cynicism and bring us back to our true desires and our true needs and our true focuses so that we can focus on what's important to us and not what people are telling us is important. Well, you know, I, I, had, a, I had a remarkable experience happen to me last year. And uh, I, it, I started it as a fluke because I, um, it was a virtual presidential candidacy, write-in candidacy, right? Uh -huh. Because there was no, there was, at, at that time, at the beginning of 2015, um, by, by, I think it was May or June of that year, there was almost 200 people that had uh, registered for, to, you know, were running as president, all right, either in the primaries or independently or whatever. There was 200 people uh, running uh, officially. Well, I, I became 200. The la I was the last, okay? Uh, to officially apply, and but I was I did it in a virtual way. I just you know announced it on my website, but my website and my shows get you know get uh, a tremendous number of listeners. But I, um, what happened was is that once my once I put up a promotional uh, announcement 
for my program, for my program, but my presidency. Right. <laughs> my website and my show went viral, went absolutely crazy viral, and I, you know, and I mean, I was getting upwards of a million visitors in a day, nine, ten million page views in a day. It was just, it was just wow. bizarre. Yeah, oh yeah, it was unbelievable, and nobody could believe it. I kept showing them the stats, and I kept showing them the, the figures and everything, and I was sending, I was sending people that nobody believed me, and I said, well, you know, this is the, look what's happening here, and and what I was doing is keeping up with the debates, keeping up with uh, with with all this input as a candidate, you know, uh, with, but mm-hmm. I started, I got I got upwards of a million comments. I could not handle the 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 uh, the outpouring from the international outpouring that I was getting comments and visits and and paid. it was unbelievable so I had to cut down I had to shut down the the the, the comment section of my website you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know about you but I, I, have you ever tried uh, returning or even even looking at a million comments no no no, yeah. no. I mean, yeah right no it's impossible but <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, but I had to turn it off. But at the same time, but that time, means that kept, a million people were listening to you. Oh yeah, I mean, it, for, for during that time, it was just mm-hmm. unbelievable, and uh, I couldn't believe that I was getting that kind of response. But every single day, it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I started to, to, I told my, I had my web designer look at the, look at it, and he said, "Holy cow, what, what, what's going on?" I said, I, "I don't know." I said, "I guess they like my platform," you know. And the fact that I was running for president, and um, my attacks against Hillary and my attacks against the, uh, everybody was, you know, uh, straightforward. And, and but what happened was is that um, <laughs> I had to convince everybody. You know, people started taking it for real that I was running for president. All right, I mean, I it, it I I just did it as a as a joke. Yeah, uh, it was like mm-hmm. uh, you know, Berg filed uh, what uh, he did. He started his exploratory about a month after I announced. I announced myself. He became like the two hundred and first person to announce their interest in the presidency. You know, so it was like absurd. And uh, but what I was to get back on track was sometimes these things uh, that you, you know you 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 you. I regret now, based on the information that was happening, you know, that I didn't take myself more seriously, you know, because I, 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 it was, I was almost like I, I was creating a comic book president, you know what I mean? Um, right. I, I, I know I had the most, uh, well, well, the reason I received so much interest because I had the most utopian platform of any of anybody running for, for office, you know, you know. Ban nuclear weapons, ban uh, you know uh, world poverty, ban this, ban that. It was it's just you know it's just everything that you could uh, uh, consider a utopian philosophy centered around a, a, a country. I, I I created and I put up on my site, and which is what you know got so much attention. And then yeah. and then what happened was in June of last year. Okay, where you got to remember, I had already received almost 200 million page views and uh, over 40 million view, uh, visitors um, within less than a, a year, uh, or within a year's time. All of a sudden, Google 
and uh, came, came out and restructured all of their algorithms to take out all negative commentary and articles against Hillary prior to the, the Super Tuesday election. Well, what happened was is that not only my sites, but all these, all the major news sites that were anti-Hillary or anti, you know, or are very politically active, suddenly right. saw 30, 40, 50, 60, upwards of 80% reductions in their audiences because of the search engines had taken out, uh, you know, had, had, had reduced all of the uh, mentions of, of my, not only my, my uh, website, uh, but my but uh, people like Alex Jones, people like uh, Natural News, people like that were getting millions of viewers a, 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 a month, suddenly were right. crashing down to uh, you know thousands of viewers, you know, and so uh, uh, but these things when you when you get close to your goals or you or you create some magnificent uh, uh, viral uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 Image of your of, of yourself that you uh, you you suddenly the world the world major world uh, people come down on you to prevent that you know so in other words the system is the system itself uh, as against goal goal makers you know um, and they 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 uh, they uh, they give you the original freedom maybe to make it, but then they say, oh, well, we can't let this guy succeed. No, no, he's going to upset everything. And so they crash everything down, you know what I mean? Or they take everything away from you. Or they cancel your programs. Or they throw you, you know, they throw you to lions. Or they, you know, criticize the hell out of you publicly. So it's like, like maybe. These, are the, these are the backdrop. These are the, the, this is the things that destroy goals because, you you know, you're, you're, you're on the verge of achieving them, and then you got massive numbers of people or problems that are coming to stop you. You know what I mean? And, right. Uh, and I hear you, and I think that that's a, a legitimate problem, but I would say this. Don't let them stop you. That's well, where you I have the control that, and the power. Uh, well, people, it's the people who wind up going to jail uh, for, for, for causes, they wind up uh, going to jail for the yeah. rules. No, and, uh, and those are the people that change the world. Hello. I'm still here. Oh, good. I'm sorry. I, I mistakenly uh, hit the uh, music there. Um, <laughs> That's okay. So earlier you said that you were the most utopian candidate, and that's why people responded to you. And I think the world could use a little more utopia. I I have some utopian beliefs about goal setting because I I believe, and I wrote it in the book, and I'm sure that you read it, I believe that everyone deserves to feel fulfilled and live their passion. And I believe that everyone has the potential to make their dreams their reality. And those are pretty idealistic beliefs. I I, I agree. I've always believed that that could happen. And and, uh, throughout my life, I've tried to make it work. Like I... You know, I had a goal years when I, you know, I had a goal to be a uh, to own businesses, and I I became a real estate broker and a finance broker for 20 years, and I had you know I had goals to achieve certain things, but then, oddly enough, uh, at the height of your of uh, of that achievement, you know, when you when you succeed, 
things like the economy go into a hell hole, okay? But where you're dependent upon, um, you know, the economy being at a stable or a reasonable uh, place, um, and you, you know, you take for granted that you're going to be able to sell houses and sell mortgages and everything's going to, people will have jobs and whatnot. But then all of a sudden you go into this massive man-made recession, okay, that uh, puts, uh, you know, five or a hundred million people at, uh, into foreclosure or bankruptcy, you know. Uh, right. And that's, that happened during the uh, 90s. It happened again during the, in the 2000s. It happened again in 2010. I mean, it just continually moves on. I survived two recessions and a depression, basically. Uh, you know, retail depression, all right, uh, when I had business, I had I ran a lot of concessions in uh, in, in, in retail stores. Uh, but then I went through the 19, the early 80s, where you had that massive recession, um, and I had I had to give up my stores. You know, they just uh, major department stores that I was that I was in. They weren't getting. They were closing up because they didn't have enough business. You know, so uh, right. concessions go now. So what I'm what 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 I'm trying to say is. I think well, what happened to me, because I I had, I had had so many times I had created successful businesses for a while, and then all of a sudden they were they were um, virtually the carpet was pulled out from under them because the economy f- failed so poorly. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. find, so people that that you find, and I know this from friends of mine too, who have who have, who have uh, had good businesses and good good um, good things for 10 maybe 20 years and all of a sudden you know uh their their uh, the economy changed they uh, they no longer well look at look at all the retail outlets now you know who would have thought that Sears Roebuck and JC Penney's and all these companies would be right. filing bankruptcy it wouldn't you know who who would have thought that you know 20 years well, ago well here's uh, here's the thing to remember though two things one we can't control everything. There's always going to be a hiccup, hiccup thrown at us that we have to respond to. And we can't control it. We can control how we respond and what we do with it. And two, it's those challenges that you're describing that make you stronger and make you grow as a person. We rarely grow from success in terms of personal growth. We rarely learn from success, except we learn that what we just did made us successful. But if that doesn't work when we try it again, we're stuck. We learn so much from challenges and from failure. Hmm. No, no, it's funny. You know, it's funny what you what you said because um, poignant. But I think that <clears throat> so people go through a series of different failures in their lives. It's it's inevitable. But you know, you you know. You get married, you get divorced, you know, you, you have kids, whatever. <laughs> Not everybody. <laughs> yeah, the kids don't don't turn out so good, and you know, you get, you know, you they they don't become the uh, doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs you expected, and you know, life just goes on. But or neither do you become that. <laughs> but as you get older, you have, you start to develop more and more and more. Um, well, I can't say controversy, but. I think you I think you, you 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 learn more to adapt and accept than you do to um 
you know, charge on, you know what I mean? Um, you, you you keep moving, but you go, you move a little more carefully, you know, um, mm. than, than when you're in your 20s or your 30s or, you know, your 40s or 50s, whenever you're, you know, you're, you're charging, you know what I mean? And you're, you're brash and bold. But uh, after you, you know, after you start looking and feeling like a, uh, an old street fighter, you know, <laughs> and you got all the scars and bullets and wounds to to prove it. Uh, well, you, then you, you know you what place you want to pick, right? To be a little more guarded, okay, in making your goals and probably making them a little more realistic. Um, but um, I have a tendency now to 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 to. I, I, what I why I was inspired by your book was because. I'm at a stage right now where I'm developing uh, a whole new um, uh, distribution um, concept of, of for, for my for all my work, as well as mm-hmm. um, um, uh, producing much more of, uh, of something that I, uh, uh, for instance, a couple of years ago I started a, an art website, art and photography connected it to this site, and uh, my work has been, you know, received uh, all over the world, um, and uh, it's, they like my, they like my stuff, you know, so, and I'm really pleased with that, I'm really pleased to know that I have a world audience, but the thing that bothers me, as I get a, a little, as I, as I start to create that area, is I, I, I'm, I don't, I, I, I don't want to give up what I have, you know what I mean, what I've accomplished to move on to another area. I want to, I've, I want to incorporate both and, and, and push them up, you know, because that's what I am. You know, it's kind of like left brain, right brain, you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you need both in order to operate, right? Right. So you what's stopping you from doing both? Right brain in order to stay alive. <laughs> I don't think anybody just works on one side. But uh, uh, I think in order to be successful, you have to be some. You have to be. You have to be creating something that's not only um, enhances or betters, maybe betters the world, but uh, but something that that makes you uh, 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 very very happy to do. You know that you're creating something, and you're creating something that millions of people enjoy. Uh, so. I, I guess that in itself. I'd love to be able to make more more money. I'd love to be able to make more um, uh, whatever you know, uh, more more create more. But right. there's only so much that you can do, and there's only so much that you can um, make happen in this world. You know, unless you somehow more or less connected, maybe you've inherited a billion dollars or maybe you've won the lotto. But. Uh, maybe, but there's a lot that you can yeah, do. Yeah. So I would yeah. say the first step for you is when you just said, I'd love to make more money, if yeah. you just shift it and say, I will make more money instead yeah. of I'd love to, it shifts from a dream to a potential goal. And then if you can get but really specific ever, and decide yeah. for yourself how much more, then it becomes a finish line, and you can plan but, to reach a finish line. But um, have you ever read uh, Neville Goddard's uh, work? No. Uh, I don't think I have. 
Well, he was a remarkable uh, speaker and teacher back in uh, mm-hmm. back in the thirties and forties, okay, and fifties actually. I think he died in the early seventies, uh, but he was one of the first um, life coaches, okay. Um, that actually recorded his work. He wrote a number of books and uh, great books. But he was a he was a visionary, and he taught in his works. He taught how to uh, visualize and how to create, um, you know, how to achieve your goals. You know, by setting them in front of you and visualizing them, and then and then you know manifesting them within the within the physical realm. And uh, he showed you how to do that. How everything is mm-hmm. uh, is fourth dimensional. And you, if you go to, if you go online, I think I think this will be a treasure treasure trove for you and and your clients as well. Um, is uh, go into his his name is Neville N E V I L L E Goddard G O D D A G G O D D A R D, and okay. he's online and he's got all of his works are there. They're all free. He's got all of his books are online, uh, free on that website, as well as his audio tapes that uh, that his uh, um, his his people have um, and family and whatnot have put there. So all of his works online, and it and it's still um, motivating and uh, yeah, mesmerizing. And, and you 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 get into it, and you, it, it helps you to. Um, he helps you to achieve your goals, you know, by by teaching you how to visualize them. Is that your approach right. as well? Do, yes. you, do do you work that way, or do you work more for do you do more? Um, so that is a step that I use. That is a step that I use. Visualizing and setting your intention is really powerful stuff. And then oh, I yeah. focus on on shifting that thought to action and taking the steps. Because you can visualize it all day long, but if you don't yep. actually take some action, it won't become your reality. So I think that visualization and intention is a powerful first step, and I think that eyes on the prize can help you take that next step as well. Well, I think you know you're you're, you're absolutely right about taking the step, but I think that uh, your book mentioned creating the opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, you 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 don't unless you uh, well. Particularly with Goddard, I, which is why, why I respected his work so much, is that he stated, he says, you have to visualize, you have to see it in your mind exactly what you want, exactly how you want it to appear, how how you want it to appear. You have to see yourself in that um, state, you know. And, yeah. uh, perfect. and once you do, you. It's not so much that he's saying that it creates itself once you've created it in your mind, and 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 it, you don't even know how it's going to happen. You may not even know how it's going to happen, all right. But because you desire it so much, and because you see it, visualize it in your mind, the the, the universe basically works toward creating it for you, bringing it into the physical reality. And uh, you achieve it. And he's got he's got so many examples of different students that he's had who studied this mm-hmm. and, and have used these things, and they, they write about it and so on. But uh, through his technique, and um, 
I'm wondering, is, is your is your technique work that way, more visualizing or more prodding along or more what what is the um, or daily setting or I don't know what what is your um, so my technique is figuring out what you really, really want, visualizing yep. it, making it as, as real as possible for you and as clear as possible, and making sure that your goal has all the elements of a great goal. Right. And then create a plan and take one step at a time. So the goal of the book, Eyes on the Prize, is really to simplify the goal-setting process to make it easy and repeatable. But it does really put the ownership and the power on the individual. Instead of waiting for the universe to make it happen, I'm saying if you create that mental picture, you can make that happen. It does. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting what you said because I, the you have to have the mental image first, you know, um, the idea, and you have to see yourself um, uh, and create the roads, the inroads to doing it, you know, create the idea mm-hmm. and then you find it. And you can, if you want to be on television, you can. There are studios that will accept your work or look at you that will work with you, and, and just, you know, there are uh, radio stations that are looking for talent. There are, you know, all kinds of things. But today, even more so than 20 years ago, today, my God, you know, um, there's uh, millions of avenues for for stuff. But uh, yeah. back when I, I began, there were very, very few, and most of it was all commercially contained, and most of it was all conservatively, you know, political and, you know, that kind of thing. So breaking in when I was with a vision I had became an extremist view, but it got me um, invited to the 2002 Democratic Convention and uh, state convention to film and interview. And <laughs> it got me invited to so many different places and as a, you know, into so many different areas because I was one of the few people in the in the country, or in the country, in, the, in, in Connecticut and in, uh, in New England, that was actually working on these areas, investigating these areas, and broadcasting them to the public, you know, through TV and radio, and, of course, writing. But um, that goal generated, you know, from a... I guess it, it generated from a... I'm saying this, uh, from a failed... Um, uh, uh, um, entrepreneur, you know, who failed a couple of times, mm-hmm. okay, and not not necessarily because he, but but failed because of the economy it was down, and I needed something that was recession proof, you know. I needed I needed a goal that would be, you know, that's something that would would be comprise everything that I was wanted to be, uh, but at the same time. Um, was recession-proof, you know? I didn't want to uh, have that problem again, you know? So I found right. that the, only, the, the thing that was the most important for me to keep going was me personally, you know? My camera, my yeah. microphone, you know, my, my energy. And then, of course, my co-host, uh, Lila, who came along, uh, I discovered her, and we, um, you know, we've been together since because it's part, we, we, we shared the goals. And uh, right. those are things that are, those are the wonderful things that create, that develop. And while the universe does create opportunity for you, you have to, you have to be the magnet that, that attracts it, you know, by your you idea. You do, and you have to take control where you can. 
And that's why in the book, when I talk about great goals, the T in great stands for totalitarian. And what I mean by that is your goal has to be in your control. So if you set a goal, I want to get the promotion or I want to book the job or I want to win the lottery, you can't control that. Not in your control, yeah. Right. And so what you said, because you learned from your failures, was I'm going to shift and create a goal that's totally in my control. Right, right, right. And, and, And accept the limitations that I have within that field, you know, uh, to uh, and 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 uh, get better at get you know uh, gain more experience and uh, gain a greater reputation and uh, so that it it becomes harder and harder and harder because of your longevity within the business to to uh, um, say that you're not a credible um, that you're not credible you know what I mean they can still criticize mm-hmm. you they can't deny that you've got you know, a lot of work accumulated, public work, and, and millions of uh, listeners and viewers and, and readers uh, that have that are, that are still working with you, are still coming to see what you're doing. So it's like that. I saw in my mind. I wanted that. I wanted to create that, and it and it created it. But yeah. there are things, like I say, that that work against you, that you have no control over. And I didn't think that censorship would be so critical you know, for what I was doing, and it was, but I had to right. find ways to overcome that, you know, so I had to be a non, I had to be a, a non-commercial, um, to begin with, a non-commercial program, you know, I had to do cable yeah. access, things like that. So and here's, then I, here's the thing, I work with a lot of folks in the entertainment industry, yeah. and I work with some comedians, and it's an interesting thing, because I had a comedian talk to me, and she said, I, I did a show, and I got heckled. And I said, oh, yeah. oh, no. And she said, yeah, there was one person in the audience that was heckling me. And I said, how big was the audience? And she said, it was about 100 people. And I said, what were the other 99 people doing? She's like, oh, well, they were laughing. Yeah. But, but here's what we do. You're focusing on the one person that's heckling you and letting it ruin your experience when you've got 99 people who are listening to what you're saying and believe in what you're saying and are excited about what you're saying. So don't let that one heckler diminish the impact you're having on the other 99 because they're the important well, ones. You know, you know, it was really interesting. Like when I started my radio show in the area, uh, uh, a commercial radio show, and uh, and it, it became a, a very, very, it became number one in our market spot uh, in the Poughkeepsie, New York market. Congratulations. Yeah, it was on an FM show, and it was, it was just remarkable, but... What happened was, is, was it was so because I had already built up a reputation on television in the, in the areas. But once I got on the FM radio with a with a uh, with a with a massive uh, with a very very large audience, I, we were able to not only contain and create a larger audience because of our content, but because of the the criticism that we were getting from local and national papers and everything from all over the place that there's somebody there's somebody with a microphone out there in 2003 that is condemning Bush, condemning the wars, condemning you know the Republican, yeah you know saying that everything was ripped off and stolen and whatnot, and uh, condemning the the uh, conservative talk shows, 
and uh, politics. Mm -hmm. So once that became a thing, we were uh, publicists from all over the country were were booking their liberal guests, you know, on our programs, which were some of the most uh, most remarkable people: uh, Jesse Jackson, uh, Code Pink, uh, Code, you know, uh, Ramsey Clark, you, you name it, all all the major activists and peaceniks and Cindy Sheehan's and every, you know, all came to our program in order to, you know, to not only get, but to get a fair shake and to be able to talk, uh, which they mm -hmm. were denied most most radio stations, you know. So uh, Well, I appreciate you having me in your program and letting me share oh, the I'm book so and, and goal setting. I would like to do this again because I would like... Um, I would like you to be able to talk to Lila, who is she's also a, uh, a stu uh, an elementary school counselor, certified, mm -hmm. been one for five years, <laughs> and uh, she's and what she does basically she was amazed too uh, at the she liked your program of goal setting because that's what she does primarily with parents and with kids and with school and and uh, and preparing kids and people with goals yeah. to, to get them on the right track to doing the right thing, you know. And uh, yeah. I, I was hoping she'd have a chance to talk to you about this. But if you would like, if you would be interested, we'd like to have you on again. Uh, Thank uh, you. So help to promote your book. And uh, I would like to challenge uh, myself here to see if I'm following your example. And... Uh, Try to do, try to set a goal for myself for the next uh, seven days. Um, okay. You and see, see if I'm achieving them, or why I think not. that'd be great. And that that way it would give my audience a chance to themselves to see, because there's one thing they know that when they listen to this show is they know they're getting a fairly honest reaction from me. You know, saying uh, this is right. working or uh, this is working or this yeah this is this is bull or that that works. You know. But um, I think it would be a great uh, training tool, okay, to to for to have you come back on, uh, even next week if you're if you're available, and giving myself a chance to go through this stuff and set goals, um, following your, um, you know, following your guide line. Following and the Great Goals Program. See how far I can get. Uh, uh, by next week when I talk to you and see how far, if I'm doing the right thing and if I can, uh, um, you know, look forward to achieving uh, what I'm setting out to do or maybe I'm doing it the wrong way or maybe you can encourage that, you know, and show uh, how you encourage other people to uh, people to stay on their goals and, you know. Um, <laughs> I would love that. And maybe some of your audience might want to take the challenge with you. If they want to, they can get Eyes on the Prize on Amazon. Uh, Absolutely. That means it will be at your house in two days. And, yeah. And we can do the challenge together. Oh, absolutely. A lot can yeah. be accomplished yeah. in a week. Right. Oh, yeah, I, I know. I, know. You, I read that in your book. You said it could take a week. But you never put a, never put a, uh, a timeline or a restriction on your goal. Is that correct? No. Did well, I say that right? Yes. Because it can Here's happen a lot say. faster than you expect, or it may take a little longer than you expect. But um, but uh, don't dis but don't be surprised if it takes less time. Is that is that? Give yourself a chance to surprise yourself. Is what yeah. I say. If you say right. it's going to take a year, then you'll make it take a year. 
Yeah. But if you say you're going to make but it in a month. But what if it could take two weeks? Yeah, yeah, it's a, that's, that, that's a wonderful thing. And uh, I'd like to be able to work with you a little bit on that and help our audience understand goal um, setting, you know, and, and keeping. Okay, maybe maybe a lot of people listening will, will learn to, uh, you know, may, may come out of the show a little more enlightened, you know, in their own goals. Well, that would thrill me. That would thrill me because that's why I do this. Because helping people set and achieve goals and make changes in their life right. is my favorite thing, and I find it incredibly fulfilling. Well, you know, I, I, so, that's a remarkable feeling, yeah, because as a, as a, as a, as a teacher, you know, uh, which I've been, and as a, um, um, of course, as a, as a talk show host and a lecturer and so on, I, 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 I what, what, what I enjoy seeing is the reaction and people maybe enlightening and showing people waking up for a minute and saying, whoa, whoa, that, whoa, wait a minute, that, that's right, this works, this, you know, and presenting something to people that they don't expect but make them understand, you know, an area, an, yeah. area, an issue that they would normally not understand. And um, uh, that that's a wonderful feeling to be able to achieve that. You don't always do that, but being able to see somebody, it must be wonderful to see somebody um, achieve their goals that you worked so hard with them on, you know, to stay on track. Is it is. A, a, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. I get it, and I know that's Lila has been in, the, in her uh, business uh, in, in, in education for for many years because that's what she loves to do more than anything mm-hmm. is help so, these kids, you know, and help these people find their uh, their niche, you know, find their way, find their yeah. way, you know, onto the right track through school or education or families or, or whatever it may be, you know, bullying or you know all these things that happen to kids. Um, but uh, it's a rewarding feeling, you know, and you can you can get through a lot with that. Um, and I can understand why it you're is. doing it. Is, you know, it's why it's amazing going. to reach your own goals. There's almost yeah. nothing better. But what is better is helping other people reach their goals. Yeah, because I, you, you find that when you do that, you really are reaching your own goals. You know, you really, uh, yeah, you're satisfying an, in, an inner feeling and sense of well-being. That you um, that you don't necessarily get working, you know, a nine to five uh, job, you know, right? Because anybody who's working for themselves don't work nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's at least nine to nine. (laughs) Nine A little bit of sleep, but it's like you, you hope you can get some. But it's like you know, you just keep moving. But I'm so excited to talk to you. I was so glad that uh, you had that opportunity. And I was going to ask if you'd like to be on next week at the same time and uh, discuss this in length a little more. And uh, maybe we could, um, uh, I can open it up to audience uh, calls. I can't guarantee you anybody will call, but um, maybe they might like to ask you something, you know. Mm-hmm. I would love to. I just have to check with my publicist to make sure she hasn't scheduled something else for me. She controls well, my life right now. Actually, I had, <laughs> I had the tour today when she called, and um, okay. said, uh, see how, the, how, how it goes. And if she'd be interested, I'd like to invite her in next week and uh, um, 
And she said, oh, okay. She said, I think she is available, but she said she'd talk to you. And uh, if that works, please let me know. If not, we can do it the following week, you know. But Sounds great. But enough to go thoroughly through your book and ask you uh, and allow you to, uh, you know, uh, teach us, you know, and teach the audience. I would love that. And this is uh, Carrie Williams we've been talking to, and she just wrote a book called Eyes on the Prize. It's a bestseller on Amazon. I'm really glad to hear that. Um, and it's a kick-ass guide to setting and achieving great goals. All right? So um, we wish you all the best and hope to, see, hope to talk to you again next week, Carrie. Likewise. Thank you so much, and have fun setting your great goal. Okay. And your website, I wanted to promote to say, too, is eyesontheprize.com, correct? Eyesontheprizebook.com, yes. Book.com, eyesontheprizebooks.com, okay. Um, yep. I did check it out, but I, I forgot to. Uh, uh, .com, yeah. That's so, okay. Uh, that's okay. So thank you so much. And uh, we'll talk next week, I hope. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye. Good night. All right. And that was Gary Williams, uh, author and um, writer for the of the book Eyes on the Prize. And, um, yeah, very good. And we're going to have her on to next week, I hope, uh, to discuss this. Because I'm going to, uh, I'm going to uh, go through some of this, autonomous goals, different kind types of goals that we set. I'm going to try to set some serious goals for myself this week uh, that maybe I can work out or work on or even achieve within by next week, which would be amazing. I got a lot of paperwork I've been trying to get to lately, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, these are areas that are all important to us, and uh, we hope that you uh, will stay tuned and uh, go to Carrie's uh, uh, website uh, and check out her book on Amazon, Eyes on the Prize. It's it's well read. It's well well read. Yeah, well well written. It's kind of very interesting to read, and um, you know you you I think you get a lot out of it. So enjoy, and uh, thank you, and uh, Lila will be with us, we hope, uh, she should be with us next week, and uh, good night, everybody.